Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of your favorite music and pop culture podcast, Ranchi. Ranchi. <laughs> Hosted by myself, Ray Sang, and your girl, Steve Valentina. As you'll notice, T is not with us today, but we do have a very, very special guest. We found her all the way in from the Netherlands. <laughs> we flew her ourselves. Yeah, came out. Private jet. You know, we always give our guests the best treatment, so it's a private jet and all that. But all the way from the Netherlands, we have an incredible vocalist. That soulful sound that will really have you in your feels. It's Sabrina. Thank hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for that nice introduction. <laughs> That's very nice. How have you been? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's the UK been treating you so far? Good. Nice weather. Um, nice weather? Not, yeah. Nice weather. She said nice weather. Wait, wait. Compared to what I'm used to in London. Let's, let's say it like okay. that. Okay. okay. I don't want okay. to offend like okay. the UK, but this is, sometimes it's like raining. No, it's great. We, we it's great now. I'm not complaining. Yeah. It. Compared to like where you're from at home, is it better or? It's actually always the same. Okay. So it's like to me, it's like I can literally live here because it's the same type of weather. You know, it's yeah. not that I'm getting like to a cooler place or a hot place, but um, yeah, the weather, the sun is out and makes me yeah. makes me happy. The sun has been out the past few days, which is nice. Yeah. Where Where are you from? Just for everyone at home. Yeah. So <laughs> I live in The Hague, which is in the Netherlands, um, close to Amsterdam which more people sometimes mm-hmm. know Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where I live. Nice, nice. What is the music scene up? Yeah, uh, I've never really... Well, it's... I feel like the Netherlands is more like house music. Okay. Uh, actually, they, they call Amsterdam the EDM. Yeah. Like the capital, mm-hmm. like the capital of EDM. Right. Um, big, big DJs out there. Afrojack, Mark and Garrix. There are like a few big ones out there. So I feel like mainly it would be like EDM. Um, and there's like some nice, I would say like hip hop kind of scene, but more like Dutch hip hop. So it's like mm. Dutch rappers. So yeah. what what's Dutch um, hip hop like? I don't know if you've heard any rap here in the UK. Is it like what's um, the difference? Would you say apart from the language? Um, I would say it's funny actually. Now I'm kind of like seeing a little switch. And they do like a little bit more like drill type of influences. Ooh, that's, that's kind of like interesting. But um I feel like not to offend like Dutch rappers or anything, but uh, I feel like you know it's just whatever is like kind of like popular. So at mm-hmm. one point it was like you had that Drake sound. Right. You would have more rappers doing that a little bit. Right. It was like more like, you know baby type of music so would you say they're like trying to find their own unique identity within yeah i don't feel i don't feel like there's like a unique dutch hip-hop identity which is fine but because i feel like hip-hop is universal right but i guess like it is like that if there's like you know one specific niche in the in that scene let's say like there was a time you know when drake just came out yeah. there would be like maybe uk rappers yeah. that would like tap into that like singing yeah. mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. rapping feel. so mm-hmm. i guess that's normal mm-hmm. right that's global and, I, and it's the same with, with the netherlands yeah okay yeah. so you're a neo soul artist so you said that like the netherlands is kind of like the edm capital yeah so how did you find your love for soul because that's clearly not <laughs> that's clear <laughs> yeah so actually it's funny it's really because of my dad um it used to have like all different LPs and CDs at one point and I remember I was like sneak because I didn't really have my own collection at the time. I was like, you know, still a child. Mm-hmm. And I would just like listen to uh, you know, go grab an LP or a CD and I would listen to it. And for me it was I grew up in the nineties. I'm a nineties baby. <laughs> and um I remember like I grew up listening to Aaliyah, Tony Braxton, like Mary J. Blige and his music was so different. I was like, this is like so more literally soulful, so like more touching. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And you know, later on, I just uh, when internet actually was a thing that you got at home. <laughs> I think you we can remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just just did more research and I find all these amazing artists like Otis Redding, Donny Hathaway, and all these mm-hmm. beautiful artists. And I guess. That's where my love for soul started. I love that. And I see like the artists that you mentioned are kind of like American artists. And I know you did spend some time 
out there. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. was that like and kind of such a nice experience. I I remember like I, I did college in the US and okay. then I went back home and I knew like okay if I'm done with if I graduated I wanted to go to um, the US which for me was a soul like a source of soul like the mm-hmm. where it started a little bit and I was like I feel like I need to go there like I just followed my intuition I was like if I go there I probably like will develop a little bit more in that in that genre so for me it was a great experience it's so funny you say that because that's something that I guess a lot of art artists say a lot of the time as well like you know, let's go to like the, the, going to America and kind of like wanting to develop their sound in the states because I guess there's I guess more, more access to different like producers that you know can do the sort of soul and R and B sound. Yeah, I'd say more so for R and B. Yeah, actually more, yeah. more than like UK rap or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we obviously have grime here, which is yeah. You know, I saw an interesting conversation. Grime is really it's a british genre because it takes less influences from american hip-hop and more from like dance hall jungle mm-hmm. garage which are all like kind of right here in the uk mm-hmm. so i'd say like you probably less here like uk rappers say they want to go and develop their sound even though it does happen develop mm-hmm. their sound over yeah. in the states compared to like r&b the roots are firmly in america and i don't think that like we really developed like a UK, like signif- distinctive UK R&B sound. I mean, you're the R&B expert, Ray. I mean, just FYI, you're the R&B expert. Oh, well, so tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what, can I say actually yeah. something? Because you, you, um, you told me like I'm a nail saw artist, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've come from um, Amsterdam, like the Netherlands, which is more house. I do have to say one thing. I do have a big love for electronic music. And I do feel what UK is very good at is mixing the electronic sound with the soul sound. So you have yeah. artists like Neo, SG Lewis, like they all tap into that thing. Yeah. And that inspires me a lot. So mm-hmm. I feel like that could be, that's, that's to me, that's a UK sound. Yeah. I call it UK sound. When yeah. I'm like we're sitting with certain DJs and I want to kind of like mix the, like a little house feeling with R&B. The best way for me to describe it is that I want that UK sound. Yeah, do you know what? That's something that I've always said. Like the UK kind of R and B sound is very synth driven. Like yes. it's got that like kind of like almost poppy kind of like exactly. electronic element. So yeah, that I, yeah. I definitely agree with you. On. Yeah, I feel like it's it's and UK garage. Don't forget about yeah. that. Yeah, and then they mix all of that, and it became like its own. Yeah, and that's definitely a UK thing. Trust me on that because yeah. I've been. A little bit around the world working with different producers but i feel like if i work on that sound i do have some songs in that range that you probably will hear at one point um yeah those are producers from here yeah would you say there are like any specific uk artists that you'd want to collaborate with oh yeah yes. yes do you have a minute the first one that comes to mind would be sg lewis I love SG Lewis disclosure, but also like the old disclosure stuff. Yeah, mm. like the last album is cute. I feel like that's a little bit more pop. And then the first, you know, disclosure was that that soulful, yeah. you know, electronic um, sound. And then I have a friend Jay Warner. I don't know if you know. Yes, yeah. I do. But I, yeah. I still always like hit him up. Be like, listen, we still need to do that collab. So he's one of them that I would still like collab with as well. Um, but you know what? It would be also dope to just collab with maybe like a Jay Hollis and you know, oh, yeah. just something different. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. Sorry about that. Obviously, I'm a very popular budget. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Is that as you What do you think? Do you think he's gonna come back with that, or do you think? I don't know. It can go either way. I have no idea. I'm not one to make predictions. That's JP. <laughs> but like, I just want to hear grime. I want to hear grime, and I also want to hear like a really greasy rap tune. I just want him to just rap. Like personally, I don't really like when he does. I do like some of the gospel influence tracks actually, but when he starts singing. It's not for me. <laughs> you're, 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 you know how many people have said this, this exact thing to me? Like, they're just like, yeah, he just kind of needs to leave I this thing in the I respect it, though. I personally, I, I 
quite like it, you know. Like, honestly, and, I, and I'm not saying that he's here, like, with the most banging voice in the world, but I just feel like when he sings, it, it just sounds genuine and authentic. Like, it does what it needs to do for the track. Yeah. I'm not going to him for banging vocals, of course not, but <laughs> but I feel like it does add, add, add a bit of, you know, soul to his... his yeah. Yeah, and I love how um, he's not afraid to express his love for God and like his religion through his music. So I think that comes naturally when he does the gospel thing. It just it what it makes sense. It's a part of him. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear him rap. Like when he during that whole you know situation, the Wiley situation, and mm. he was still disappointed and disappointed. That is really. I was like. This is the Stormzy that obviously I don't want him to be for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to hear that energy. So I don't know. What about you guys? What do you want to hear from? You, it's not necessarily something that I want to hear, but I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna have like some form of like heartbreak song on the album. I feel like it's been what two or three years since his last album. He's lived through so much. So much has happened. I feel like yeah. he's, he's, he's going to have to address it. Like, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's not addressed it anywhere else. So yeah. He's going to have to address it in the music. Like. Yeah, obviously. Myers and yeah. Married and stuff. Yeah. So he hasn't put it out anything on social media. And he it was like social... very public with how much and he loves her before. So yeah. it's kind of like... With, I feel like it. everyone's, it's everyone's, everyone's it. waiting. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah. waiting to hear kind of what he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> What about, do you listen to Stormzy? I don't actually listen to Stormzy, no. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, what, in, in, um, in the Netherlands, what, which UK rappers would you say, like, people know of? Because I know that... Well, Central Sea is very popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was in Amsterdam recently. Uh, he was going to do a pop-up thing, and they just had to cancel it because the whole, like, literally the whole city. Really? Like, really was like cancel it. Yeah, it was yeah. too crowded. Wow. Yeah, it was surprising. So I would say Central C. Um, yeah, and I, you know, also like the singers are very popular. So that's okay. rappers as well, but J Hus, obviously. Um, yeah. That's interesting because, like, you know, we always go on about how like, UK R&B isn't as big here in the UK, but I think it's more of a thing where UK R&B artists have more of a widespread audience. Mm, across yeah. different mm-hmm. locations yeah it's not just like concentrated in one place yeah true i think so yeah yeah no uk singers are very popular over there yeah georgia smith and georgia Hadia. Yeah. yeah they do shows there so yeah, yeah definitely yeah you know what like something we do have to talk about though and i know it's kind of like we're going to be a bit of a sad note but mtv base oh yeah plays in so like they they yeah so like like I think the UK channel is is being closed down which I think yeah, I didn't even know it's still open to that no shade no but that's 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 a reason yeah no shade like no shade no I think I think that kind of speaks to kind of what the situation is for a lot of people it was like there was a moment where that was where everyone was discovering music especially like black music and mm-hmm. like soul music um, I feel like that. That was the platform that everyone was going to yeah. discover. That I, I remember, who was it? I think it's Trevor Nelson's The Lick. Oh yeah. 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 And it was crazy because like the statement that somebody made is, yes, everyone's going to YouTube now, but how do you know what to search in YouTube if someone has not given you something to go and look for? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, yeah, I feel like the only way that people are really discovering music nowadays is like. If something random comes up on your Spotify playlist, or, yes. But outside of that, a lot of people like music discovery is just not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's kind of been told, listening to the same echo chamber. So if you see something on your timeline or you see something on Twitter, maybe you'll see it there. But outside of that, like there's not really that many platforms that like are there. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like nowadays you would like discover music on if it's on a playlist on Spotify, and that's kind of like it's a blessing and a curse for artists because it, it can be easily picked up and make it as an independent artist like if mm-hmm. some creator like put you on this big playlist yeah. then you're good but yeah. a lot of artists don't get a chance because they're not on that big playlist and i guess back in the day you would like go to these type of platforms mm-hmm. or even like maybe certain websites or whatever that you mm-hmm. would like see new music yeah, yeah. but yeah. for you like kind of what are, what are the main ways you think that people discover your music um, playlist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the main thing for me. 
I can actually also see from my analytics mm -hmm. that most people like find it through playlists. That's really interesting. So yeah. with like social media, like things like TikTok, do you think like that's still a viable way for people to discover you? Or do you think it's like more so people hearing you like song on the radio or seeing it on a blog? Yeah, like, radio did, did really well. And I feel like talk, TikTok is a very good opportunity, but also it's kind of like, I was trying to figure out what the code would be, like cracking that code for TikTok, but I guess you just don't know. Like it could be a lot of things. I know like there are some artists out there that, that just like put a lot of money into paying influencers for it to like go viral. Yeah. And then even then you don't really know if it's gonna happen. And then I know I have a friend who um he has a song who's now literally doing I think it even like hit twenty million. And it just got picked up randomly by TikTok. He didn't wow. even like put anything to it. So I guess TikTok could be a very good way for you to go viral. And we have those examples, right? There are a lot of like artists, yeah. especially during the pandemic, that got that breakthrough or like had old songs, like yeah, even like be popular. Yeah. Rush. yeah. Yeah. But for me, it, it, it hasn't happened that way yet yeah <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. speaking into i think like it's important just being on the platform and just posting but not yeah. relying on it so like not trying to go viral because i think when you try it never it's very out. very rarely that it will yeah. work out for you true know? and then yeah you just post something randomly and oh and then like, just people gonna yeah unexpectedly that's if I have to like say one thing that I've learned from my journey so far it's really that you really don't know when and how it's going to happen like I would have never imagined that Dutch radio would be the first radio to pick up my music because mm -hmm. I would always say oh soul music is not really a thing over there or it's a thing but they will like listen to it once it like maybe hits in the UK or in the US like Amy Winehouse crossed over just because it she was popular overseas and then we start to like listen to it in you know on Dutch radio yeah um but then in my case, the first rave that picked it up, it's really the Netherlands. So I'm like, you never just know where and who's gonna like pick it up first. And and that like as is also like a little bit what you're saying, yeah. like you, you can't force it. Mm -hmm. You can't force it. Yeah, absolutely. I think just going back to MTV days, they didn't capitalize on the new wave like TikTok and social media. Mm. I don't really I think maybe they became like a blog news channel, almost yeah. web, just a website, and I didn't really see much on socials. I it's think it's a shame. When everyone made the transition into YouTube, yeah, they really like missed the trick with that. I think they were, I, I, they were the market leaders. Like they would have, yeah. they were the trusted voice that everyone in the culture would have gone to. So I feel like if had had they transitioned at that point in time, I think they could have made a real mark on on YouTube. And it's so sad because I feel like a lot of people like grew up with that channel and it was like a very formative part of a lot of people's yeah. engagement with music especially with like the soul the soul genres or the genres yeah. that weren't like quote unquote mainstream so i feel like yeah it's really sad to see that go and i feel like especially like platforms that like spotlight black music i feel like we're losing a lot of them Mm. And I feel like, yeah, like who other than MTV? But I, in terms of like the platforms that we're losing, yeah. I feel like platforms that are that big, and I'm not, I'm not talking about like the, the ones that are coming up, or yeah. like, but the ones that are like actually that actually have the funding, like BT. Or... Well, even even with that, like I think they they recently did like a a, a, a black black dating show type well, like BTK. Yeah, but like outside of that, like I ha I haven't really seen much from them no, either BET UK they're trying now though right what they're doing now but there's been the gap yeah like they do you know what my my issue with BET yeah I just feel like because it, UK music at the time so obviously they've been in the UK from like around 2000 and I remember watching like 2007 2000, mm -hmm. like early early 2000s and then UK music wasn't like as big as it is now, and it felt like because it wasn't as big, they didn't feel a need to like invest in it. Yeah, invest in it because it didn't benefit them. Or I don't know how they manage if they have like if it's a headquarters in America. I'm sure they have like UK tastemakers and people yeah. who leave this this the scene um the BT UK here, but like it just felt like it wasn't they didn't 
I don't know, there was a disconnect, I don't know what it is. And then now they see, oh, there's actually something happening. And now we start seeing more BBC UK content. Do you know what my biggest problem know. is though? Like, I feel like what something that we're doing well is that we have a lot of like independent platforms that are coming up and creating really great content. But the biggest problem that I feel like everyone is facing is like the lack of funds. So in terms of having like massive platforms that have the funding that can platform our like our artists, our talent, whether yeah. that whether that's in the acting world, whether whether it's in the music world, like I don't really feel like we have a lot of that anymore. But do you think the culture is moving away from that though? Like we're moving more towards independent um, platforms getting more power, and then slowly in the next few years, like GRM, we're like GRM's going to be huge at the rate of the world that could be just as big as the Movos in the next four years, depending five years, depending how they play it. I think it absolutely can be, but my biggest thing is without the funding, yeah. how do you get to that point? Yeah, no, I hear that. And it's like, so we had these platforms that did have the funds to do that. Yeah. And it's like, slowly, surely, they're either missing for five years or yeah. they've just gone completely. And like, that's kind of been... Like the biggest challenge I think that we're facing. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, Top, Top Boy's back. Yes. <laughs> Top Boy's back. Have, have, you, have, have you seen I it? watched, so I watched one episode. Oh, I'm with and, you. I've only seen one. And then of, of the first season. And I've never just, like, to be honest, I just never got it. When you say the first season, do you mean like channel, like real season one? Like channel yeah, season like, one. But, or is it the one that's on Netflix? The one I was like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, on Netflix. I mean, what's it called, the original one? I just call it Channel 4. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, I just, like, well, so technically, so season three is the one, I guess, yeah, yeah it is the one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah, I watched one episode on Netflix, and I just didn't get into it. Yeah, I don't know why, but, because I do like those type of yeah. shows, but for some reason. Yeah. Have you seen, you've seen yeah, the new season? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of it, season, listen. No spoilers, because nah, I'm, 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 I'm not watching it, don't spoil it. Social media, they made me do it. Like, I feel like I was backed into a corner. Yeah, because Twitter has no behaviour. Like, oh no, I, I've managed to steer clear of spoilers. How, how? Tell I'm us. Just, I'm just, like, avoiding Twitter. To, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm muted oh. their words, like, like, I can't, I can't, I cannot see yeah. spoilers. But yeah, I've only seen episode one of the new season. I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm kind of feeling like it's a bit rushed. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and I'm like, I, I watched the recap episode, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm kind of up to speed, but I feel like there's so many things happening. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, and I feel like the story's moved on quite a bit, yeah. and there's so many Even gaps that I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Does that yeah. uh, without spoiling it? Does that continue yeah. throughout? Or? I I would say that um the first few episodes maybe first five episodes, that was still an issue. Okay. And then there's just lots of moving parts. Um, it felt very surface level at times. They're not really going into depth, whether like how they film it, like for instance, for, for instance they're zooming into a character's face. Mm-hmm. And then as a viewer, you're kind of what, thinking like, why am I looking at his facial expression? Something's mm-hmm. gonna happen. And then it just cuts the scene. And I'm like, oh, what was okay. that? <laughs> cool. <laughs> So that, but then I feel like maybe because it's my personal connection for stories, they tapped in, they chose the topics very well because it felt very relevant. So I don't know if you've okay. seen, like, you, we already know what happened in season um, one. They touched on like deportation, yeah, 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 gentrification, yeah. There's like domestic abuse, is, is yeah. another topic that they touch on. So these are all very relevant topics of the now. So that. I liked, um, okay. and that enabled me to get over the, the gaps, the gaps, if you will. Okay. Did you feel <laughs> that like almost trying to address too much? Um, at like one time, so they don't really go into depth into any one specific thing because they're trying yeah, to cover too much. Yeah, like just the storylines. It felt like it was very stop and start, and even I always shout now to shout out last time, but, <laughs> but now said this. She says on the Twitter. Twitter and she's like it just feels very stop and start they're not really going into depth in, into ones that they do touch and it can feel frustrating as an audience but as an audience member but I do think people are really harsh yeah like I they made me think I was in episode two and I I'm not gonna lie episode one and two are the hardest to watch 
Okay, I fell asleep in exercise. It could be because I was tired as a long day at work, or it could be because of the quality of the thing. But I then went on social media and I'm looking through the hashtag, and people are like, this should be the last season of Top Boy. It's it's terrible, it's this is that, but it's forced. Okay, the acting could be improved in areas. Some of them, it felt like it was their first ever performance, shout out to Coombs. But <laughs> at the same time, it wasn't that bad. Like, guys, guys, I cried. I cried. I cried at the end. Okay. So I'm without spoiling it. So Okay, okay. We need to give it a break, man. I think in the UK, it just sometimes a bit too much. I think, I think we hold ourselves to home. Yeah, to like a very yeah. high standard. But I also think because it's like a story that's relatable to so many people, like a lot of people yeah. have their own views as to how it yeah, should be. Yeah, high expectations yeah. too. And I feel like if we have our own views as to how mm. it should be depicted because yeah. for a lot of people that that is actually their reality. And yeah. so like they kind of have their own version of how they want certain things to look or And happen. that's the thing. I think living in ends is a lot of people's realities watching it and sometimes the way that they depict the ends which it just felt a li- i'm not even from the ends and i could tell that's not how the end is meant <laughs> to be <laughs> like do you know what i mean yeah, like, it just felt like oh that the slang might have been a bit forced in areas mm-hmm. um things yeah the way that they were handled i saw um k-track tweet why does everyone talk to each other like shit and they're, like, they're just do you know what I mean? yeah no one's let talk talk like that and i hate it the one thing i will say is i feel like they really missed the trick by releasing all the episodes at once i really think they should have like yes. released it weekly and the reason i say that is because you know how like with love island how when things are released weekly we talk about it yeah, like weekly yeah, and it's yeah. like an actual conversation yeah i feel yeah. like they there was so much anticipation building for the season but I feel like knowing that they should have definitely like, capitalised on it yeah yeah. because sure. like literally you, you know how the internet is like it's here today you can't watch no anything one... nowadays yeah. like yeah. you'll spoil yeah. it online for you <laughs> seriously that's very true <laughs> so yeah oh. so yeah that's kind yeah. of like my, my, my that's my only complaint so far like I yeah. think there is there is like there's only so much you can do in like yeah we had the same 24 yeah. hours in it so <laughs> we should have watched it <laughs> oh my god they're, they're not gonna let money they know you know like honestly <laughs> but yeah should we uh, the yeah the main topic boy interesting one i just i think you know one thing that a lot of up-and-coming artists you tell me if i'm wrong a lot of up-and-coming artists struggle with is getting support from the friends Mm. I, I don't know but like even I'm not an artist but you know we all do stuff which you know sometimes you just need people to share it I'm a writer you're a writer too so mm-hmm. how if you just share my stuff on your story especially mm-hmm. with the algorithm yeah. how it works yeah but like I think you're, it often feels like your friends who you grew up with like the last to do that I mean I don't know what your experience is yeah yeah, yeah. it's even sometimes with like just little things like even the strip it's like just send me like a good luck or you know mm. just like kill it yeah. or whatever like even like in person it's not even sometimes about sharing i mean of course sharing is very important but even like just behind the scenes i feel like that's missing sometimes with certain friends yeah for me personally i'm not gonna lie i actually because of like my journey and that because i'm you know i'm doing the music thing i feel like in whatever type of journey you are towards like success or like whatever success means to you it kind of like shines light on who's really down for you yeah. and who's not and i had really some falling outs because of that not that oh you don't support me so you're i'm not friending you or like, yeah. like after a few years you understand like you know what just whoever is down to support you will support you and you need to cherish that Hmm. and then the ones that don't it's it's fine because i guess maybe it's because they just don't understand how important it is to you because that's another thing like we tend to maybe like look at things from out from our own emotions Mm -hmm. but maybe from their perspective they don't really understand like how important it is for maybe your algorithm or even like for other people to see that people are talking to you like industry people so it's also yeah. like maybe their knowledge about you know how important something like that would be but i do have to say like 
with my last single, I really like ask people like, hey, mm -hmm. it would mean so much to me if you support and it would help me a lot. So I would be appreciated if you would share it in your stories, yeah. which I did never. Mm -hmm. But I guess the more like, you know, really on my journey, I just feel like, you know what? You never know because that one person can see it if that person shares it. Yeah. You never know who's watching, yeah. right? And now I just ask people. There's nothing wrong with asking. And I think that's the thing though, because I feel like a lot of times people say, oh, I want support, but they don't actually communicate what that support looks like. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, they, they actually do want to support. It's not that they don't, but yeah. they just don't, may not know exactly how yes. to show that support. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes yeah. it's also about the knowledge. I feel like there probably are some people that really, like, like I said, could be, like, out of, like, a dark place. They don't want to, like, support you. But I feel like a lot of people don't really understand how important their share is yeah you know yeah. yeah even if it's just like maybe not sharing it on instagram but just like sending the link Absolutely. to a friend mm -hmm. that yeah. person might like it and sends it to 10 other people yeah. and that duplicates yeah so share share yeah. share share your favorite artists <laughs> yeah because it helps i think another another aspect as well is because they are your friend they see you as closer proximity mm -hmm. to you so they feel less of a it's not like you know when you you see like your you might see your friend spending two hundred pounds for instance on a Lady Gaga ticket and they're just like Lady Gaga the first person that comes to my head. That's a drink. Yeah, drink. Yeah, they'll spend peas on that, but then when it comes to like I don't know, quick five pounds, five pounds, yeah. ten pounds for your your Merch show someone you actually know. Yeah, you know it's not even there. But I think sometimes it's just like proximity like because it's like the infatuation with a stranger someone who seems like they're up there versus someone who you know it's like you might not take them as i don't i don't agree but they from their perspective mm -hmm. they might not take their friend as seriously and that's something that they they need to deal with <laughs> like, yeah. that's not fair but um i have a scenario oh god so i guess this is from so imagine you're the perspective of someone who's asked you to, to share something. So you're the friend, I guess. Mm -hmm. So your friend's decided that he wants to be the next Dave. Oh, yeah, he wants to be the next Dave. Who's Dave? Dave, um, have you seen like Black and the Brits? Or like, let's just use another example, Drake. He wants to be okay. the next Drake, okay. yeah? So he sent, sent you a track to cover on a platform. So for instance, Jerome, Industry Me, um, Okay, so we're, so we're like journalists, right? So we could be journalists. We're people of of um some some sort of power. We have the power to do something to, 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 to share to, to, help, yeah. to help okay. them, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the problem is the song's trash. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and you leave it, you leave it in the junk, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not even going to your inbox. It's gone to spam, right? Oh, no. <laughs> it's gone to spam. Are you just to be clear? I would never actually do that. Okay, but like obviously that's what's happened. Then. That's the scenario. Are you a bad person? Are you a fraud? Like, oh, are you a fraudulent friend? Yes, a hundred percent. Because you, how was your boy trying to become the next Drake and he's terrible? You're not telling him. So my man is just going onto the internet to embarrass himself, and you're letting him do it. No, of course you're a fraud. Like, like it's like you need to say it. You need to say it. Yeah. No, yeah. imagine like okay. for the next like two, three years, they're just gonna keep going thinking my time is gonna come, my time is gonna come. Like <laughs> nobody's gonna tell them. Like also, I do have to say something about it, because there are when it comes to like being an artist, you could be like just needing practice. Mm. You could be really like that, but maybe you didn't find your the right like approach, and what I would do in that situation, I would just like tell you like listen. It's, for now, I don't think it's at that level, but keep going. Mm. Because who am I to like crush somebody's dreams? Because I actually know somebody who she was, I'm not gonna lie, she was really not a good singer when she was a kid, but mm -hmm. she got like vocal, proper vocal mm -hmm. uh, yes. lessons. And it's not that she's Beyonce now or anything, but it's, she works with DJs now. She does like, she found her little lane. So it's like, I guess some people could go hard at it and then 
But I, I think you're talking about the obvious, right? I just I just keep thinking back to our previous episode where you said stop supporting media music. No, because <laughs> imagine you have a friend who's not even like rapping on beat, like oh it's stuff just like, like that. Yeah. No, I I do like I had a I had a friend who like came up to me and she was like, listen, um, I actually really like to start singing, and I know her like since I was like a child, and I was like, okay, so what do you want me to do? She was like. Um, I'm really scared to like ask you, but do you really like, can I, can you help me record a song? I was like, listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, this is something I'm taking very seriously. And if I put my time into something, like, what is your, what is your end game? Mm-hmm. Like, are you really trying to make it? Because if it's just like, I want to try to do like, this is my hustle, this is my thing. And I can't just like, put time in it and, and second of all don't put me in a position where i have to tell you that you can't sing yeah so if you are not 100 percent confident about yourself please don't put me as a friend in a position that i have to tell you you're trash mm-hmm. where you're not good, good. Like, so i had that conversation with her because you're putting me actually in an awkward position and yeah. you know first of all my my waste my time mm-hmm. which is very limited but if I, I want to like make time for you. Of course, your friendships. Take care of your friendships. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to actually analyze if you're ready to hear that criticism. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. told her beforehand, and you guess what? She never played it for oh. me. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was, was your answer, I guess. I but, guess that was my answer. Yeah. So yeah, just communicate. Yeah, and I think your friends are not necessarily the target audience as well. Like, I think that's something that people yeah. really need to realize. Like. And that doesn't mean that they hate True. you. Like sometimes, like yeah, like they're not sharing just not. But they're not continuously sharing it. Yeah, because yeah. they it's like it's forced. Like it has to. True. Yeah. yeah. So if, if if your friend is a hip hop fan and you make neo soul music, yeah, like, True. realistically, like they're yeah. not gonna be yeah. a target. Yeah. Market, True. So. Yeah. 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 Like if you make TikTok music and your your friends are fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Like they're not yeah, 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 that's all. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think just more the moral of the story is I think it's important to be um, just respectful. Yeah. So even if you don't like your friend's music, firstly, you as a person who's been asked this question, you have to analyze your friendship. Do you care enough to actually give them like? Is it that deep where you feel like you have to give them constructive criticism? So then, yeah, then you do that, but like you also have to analyze like okay, how you say it make sure it's actually constructive and not something that don't just say they're trash like mm-hmm. actually give them pointers on things they could work towards mm-hmm. and then yeah what would you do if like you really weren't messing with it and then that said friend just continues to make music oh so they're not receptive to like, and they just the, and they just continue to make music like, what do you do yeah like what do you do in that scenario because Wait. i know you can do the rapping that's not me right i'd make a burner account <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Wow. So really, that egg account is C. Yeah, we've all had confirmation today. The egg is C. Cool. Oh, no, there's nothing you can do. Like they'll learn. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they'll learn. Yeah. So another one. So you're working on a big project for a client, and okay. you need a creative director for the team. Mm-hmm. Your brother. Or sister can easily fill the space and has been looking for similar work but the problem is he doesn't know the definition of deadlines so he's mm-hmm. obviously he's just incompetent but i'm taking that as he's incompetent so mm-hmm. are you are you a fraudulent family member or friend for skipping him on the role like not not giving him the role is that are you a bad person or no. Like, so what's the question like? Would you just like move on, or is yeah, the question, like, is the question like if you, are you a bad person if you're skipping? So yeah. he he's not he's not meeting the deadlines, mm-hmm. and you just don't give him the role. Okay. So does that make you like a bad person, or what? What do you think about like doing business with friend, family, and friends in general? Um, so why the conversation? I learned the hard way. I'm never doing it anymore. I I, I think you should say never. You know, never say never, but. I learned the hard way. Yeah. It turn, didn't turn out good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, I guess it, it depends on your personality. When it comes to business, I'm really straightforward. 
and I tend to do that with my friends then as well. If, if there's like a meeting, if there's like a business type of like opportunity, yeah. whatever, or with family, and they don't receive that well, which I get because they're like, mm. listen, you're my friend or you're my sister or you're like my cousin. Like, why are you speaking to me like that? Or why yeah. are you like coming directly at me? It's hard to set boundaries. It's hard yeah. to set boundaries, but again, like if you're working towards your dream, I don't personally I don't really have time to like think about let me say it just takes so long. I just need to like make yeah. my point very quickly and that's just it. And I feel like yeah. with friends it can like get a little like messy. Hard. And with, so I personally I learned the hard way. I, I don't I don't wanna do it anymore. Yeah. So like on your team, is it people that you weren't necessarily friends with before you met through work? Yeah, it's like mostly that I just reach out to people that mm. I'm, you know, like their work ethic or yeah. like their work. And some of them I'm, I'm becoming very friendly with or are very friendly with, but, you know, it's... it's the friendship happens after. Yeah, the yeah. friendship mm -hmm. happens after. And I feel like that's different. And even with that, it can be dangerous. So I always try mm -hmm. to like keep like a, you know, some like some boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Just because of my past experience, and I don't want to like make it messy. Or yeah. So that's well, my experience. But that's my experience. Messy. I don't know. We've seen it happen where it's been messy like a few times on like how it's unfolded. I just keep thinking about. I don't know if anyone watches Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. Mm. Um. Do you know Candy? Yeah. Well, uh, she she had situations where she was working with friends. Um. I think it was her. Was it her mom? She was working with or was kenya sorry my bad it was kenya mm. and then kenya had she had some musical and then she she, she hired or was portia one of them and um yeah just portia just wasn't pulling her weight portia was just she wasn't turning up to rehearsals mm. and it's kind of uncomfortable to yeah. be like you need like this is not candy as a friend asking this is candy as That's a, a business, business yes. woman yeah, asking yes. so like Yes. And that's my biggest problem with it because it takes years to build a reputation yeah. and literally a matter of seconds yeah. to ruin it. And it's like, that's, that's like years of foundation building. Like, and you can't, you can't put that at risk just because this person's your friend or just yeah. because this person's your family member. I think you really have to be able to draw the line between this is where business starts, this is where our yeah. relationship ends. But at the same time, having friends in your industry can really benefit you. Oh, for sure. And can like really help with networking, make it ten times easier. If you already know someone mm. in that industry, it can just like, oh yeah, bro, can you introduce me to that person? Da -da -da -da. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think we're pretty much all collectively against working. Friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the conclusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the most part, for yes. the most yes. part, yeah. case by case. But yeah. So music of the week, guys. Music of the week. So this week we're talking about our favorite cheating anthem. I don't even know why, but that's the topic. So do you guys have a favorite cheating anthem? Like, if you were in the high yes, actually situation, if you were to cheat, do you know what? I think I think I think it's Kelly Price. Well, that sings, I don't know how. I think I think it's Kelly Price that sings this song. There's a song called As We Lay. Yeah. Oh. Listen to me, mm. that song is an absolute banger. Like, you almost forget that she's actually talking about being with somebody else's man. Like, honestly, like, the so her, her vocals, like, the song slaps. Nice. The song proper slaps. Like, yeah, I feel like that's that's a lot of, like, 80s and early 90s R&B, though. Yeah, yeah. Listen, literally, literally, like, the yeah. side chicks were singing their hearts out. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, like, that was like their, back then. their song was so sweet, you would forget that they're actually cheating. Like, yeah. these people are out here ruining other people's lives and their relationships. Like, yeah, yeah they were doing yeah. it with family vocals, so we all kind of just let it slide. <laughs> a few come to mind for me. Um, do you know A2? Does anyone know A2? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not Mine, I think it's called. Is it a new song? Like a new song? Um, no, it's quite old. Is it Not Mine? It's the one where he's talking about being a side, side man, or what's the male version of side chick yeah like the, the side bit on the side the and he's he's comfortable with it it's called not mine yeah he's comfortable with it he's like i'm not trying to compete like i'm here i'm good with being in my lane and you know what song i forgot and it's interesting to hear it Do you know what song i forgot <laughs> that does that really well um pleasure p's boyfriend number two. Oh. oh yeah yeah yes. that yeah. that was a banger yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah. that one and then um whatchamacallit. Ooh. With um Ellen yeah. and Chris mm. Chris Brown. Yeah. Mm. I forgot about that song, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Do you know what? Like, because Ella, she just wouldn't expect her to talk about that. <laughs> she's just so sweet and innocent. She's so, yeah. she's so innocent yeah. and sweet and I'm like, oh okay, is that you girl? Here you go. <laughs> Chris Brown on the other hand. I mean, so yeah, we kind of was yeah, like very on brand. <laughs> I feel like with yeah. her new album, I feel like that's that's kind of we're gonna see a lot more of that. Yeah. I feel like she'll definitely she's definitely I feel like she'll definitely explore like I guess being grown, I guess, mm. in, in her new album. So mm. I'm actually looking forward to hearing that. Yeah. What about you? Um <laughs> I would say In Love with Another Man by Jasmine Sullivan. How did we forget that one? Yeah. It's like yeah. that was uh that was uh, because you also would not expect it, I guess. Yeah. It's very like sweet and yeah. you don't expect that side of him. And it's like she sings it in a way which is not like you expect it to be something very not trashy, but um, she sings it very like respectful. Yeah, so you're like, go, girl, yeah. get that man. Even though he's not yours, yeah, you know, he's still that man. Yeah. This is what I'm advocating. No, I'm not advocating for that. Oh wait, Shenzia, Shen Yang. It's not, it's not, it's not a cheating anthem, but she says in Shen Yang anthem, she goes, if um, what's the lyrics? One second. I'm actually gonna get the lyrics out because she says a lot. Oh my god. Can you think can you know what I'm talking about? What well, I'm trying to think of what lyrics are they actually talking about. She's just basically saying if you see me and and I've took your man and you whisper to your friend, that's that's it, isn't it? But she said Demathi Oh, I'm not even. Let me love it. Yeah. Anyway, go listen to the song in it. <laughs> I'm screaming. There's another one coming to mind. I just forgot the name of it, but it's um Janeiko. And that she actually sings like cheating with her guy. I'm like I'm thinking about it's like on a or confident and ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, yeah. that that song. Yeah. That yeah. song is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she has probably more. She really a, like a. She yeah. just doesn't care. She just sings it. it. But the thing is, because it sounds so sweet, you just you're actually yeah. not realizing yeah. she's she's exactly what she's saying. Yeah. It's another like go girl go get your man like it's. So get your man. Yeah. He's he's I think Summer Walker has a couple of children like that as well. I'm over it. Um, yeah. She's talking about cheating. But yeah, like, it's always the ones you wouldn't expect, isn't it? With the sweetest voices. Yeah, true. Speaking of sweet man. voices, we can't let you leave it without talking about your music. Yes. So, tell us. Tell us. Tell us. I know. I mean, okay, first of all, where would you say your like, biggest inspiration comes from when you listen to music? Really depends on the vibe and the day because I have days where I just want to make like some uplifting house music mm-hmm. talking about some just like uplifting stuff and then I have my days where you know I might be heartbroken or going through a certain situation and then I tend to get my um inspiration more from like yeah. I don't know like just really the raw soul well, like the world is kind of like opening up like right now mm-hmm. again like people are performing again what mm-hmm. song are you like most looking forward to performing these days oh really love her she love never died oh, that's, that's actually my favorite song really yeah oh, thank you yeah, yeah i like that song yeah what is it about that song that you like are looking forward to doing live because i guess it's just different from my other two singles Mm-hmm. The other ones were like more old school soul, and with this, I'm like slowly introducing my other like more modern nail soul vibe. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess you know all my you know all my songs. Every every song has its own like story, and I'm always like happy to pr- perform any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like every song has their own. Like for instance, like something I know is really about vocal range, so it's mm-hmm. very challenging to sing that live. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more like I don't know. It's just a different feel, I guess, with that one. So I always enjoy doing that one as well. Um, but yeah, I wish love never died. Just because also I released it in the pandemic in the lockdown, and I haven't really had the chance to perform it. And the other ones I did a little mm-hmm. bit, so that one is still like new yeah. to do. But in terms of like performing, kind of what sort of things go into like preparing for a performance that maybe people don't know about? 
Um, well, in my case, it might sound weird, but I like to go to shows by myself. I don't want my friends around me. I don't want like anybody around me to distract me. I literally pull up by myself okay, in my so. car. I meet my band there and I just do my own thing a little bit. I zone out because um, I'm just like, I don't know, that's for me the safest way to like go into a performance. Mm. Um, and it comes from actually one time I had a, uh, I had a performance and I had an argument with somebody through text and I saw that text right before I was going to come up and mm. it really like distracted mm. me. So I was like, okay, never again. Will I let something like that distract me? I can yeah. deal with it after, but I'm really bad at like turning things like that off. Mm -hmm. So I've just learned how to like just go by myself to things and just like be by myself. So that would be yeah. one thing. And, and, and artists are different with that. Some artists like their people with them and they have like a, this room would be like literally filled up with like homies and stuff, but I'm just not like that. Yeah. yeah. So you released your first single in 2019. Okay. So what would the you now say to the you back then, knowing what you know now? It's all going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> I, love that. No, yeah I remember because when I released my first single, um, at the time I was like still like kind of scared of to be more present because I didn't know if I would really want to be, I guess, famous. I'll mm -hmm. say it like that. I started as a songwriter, so for me it was always about the music. It was never about, oh, I want to be famous or known whatever and when i dropped my first single actually my branding at the time was anonymous i would never show my face and i remember putting that first song out i was so like anxious because i was like this can go either like you will see the less than thousand streams on spotify like that little thing on less than thousand or it's gonna do something and in my case it just surprisingly like did well so i would say that so where where can the people find yeah, you? So on all platforms, so Apple, Tidal, Amazon Music, Spotify, Sabri S A B R I, and on Instagram, connect with me. Like, just send me a DM. Let's talk. Let's yeah. compensate. L B Sabri. So you've heard her. L B Sabri. <laughs> Love that. And guys, make sure you're following us. Um, at Ramshi, at Ramshi Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and see where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, you can find me on um all available platforms: <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. I was gonna say Facebook, but no. You know, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> don't, don't add Facebook. Um, see Valentina and TikTok. See on TikTok. Um, and then me, Ray Sang, XOXO across all socials. Guys, don't forget to subscribe, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm. hey. I think that was one of the best outros we've done, you know? <laughs>